0: you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike.
1: Luke chapter 9 verse 46 and a message titled Power Struggle. So don't Worry about your life, Jesus would tell us. Don't worry about your, what you're going to eat and what you're going to drink. And, and, you know, worry about, am I going to get a place? Am I going to be exalted? Am I going to be successful? Don't worry about that. He humbles himself, right? That's, that's what we're going to be looking at today as we look at all this. Now, these disciples obviously didn't get this. And that is comforting, comforting to me for two reasons. First of all, Jesus would allow these boneheads to be his disciples because I'm a bonehead. And sometimes I make a lot of dumb mistakes and I do a lot of dumb things. Jesus would allow them to be his disciples. That gives me hope. Second, that I don't have to climb my way to the top. You know, one thing that my pastor always taught us, Pastor Chuck Smith, he always said, if you strive to gain, you strive to maintain. If you fill your church because you did, you know, expensive marketing, you're always going to have to do expensive marketing. If you fill your church because you're giving away free bicycles, you're always going to have to give away free bicycles or more. You're going to have to continue to, to do what you do to try to get people to come. And the only thing I'm worth, I'm, the only thing I'm, the only thing I'm willing to do, the only place I'm willing to compromise on that is to give you guys good coffee. That's it. So and the word of God. And hopefully you'll come for the word of God, but if you come for the coffee, that's okay too. Hopefully the word of God will get into your heart. I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you guys are so serious. But, but that, that's, that's really what it is. It's about, it's about just giving people the, the word of God and in not striving to gain. Mark's account of the story, it says this in Mark chapter 9, verse 35, and he sat down, called the 12 and said to them, if anyone desires to be first, he shall be last of all and servant of all." This is how the kingdom of God works. It's not like the corporate world where you start out in the mail room and you work your way up and you cheat and you steal and you lie or you work harder than everybody else or you just get really lucky and you know somebody and you get a promotion or whatever people do to work their way up to the top so they can be a senior vice president or the CEO. No, in the Christian world, you start out at the top. You, you come into the Christian world and you are at the top. Everybody is serving you. Somebody else makes the coffee for you. Somebody else cleans the, the, the church for you. Somebody else, you know, does everything that needs to be done. And you just get to come and enjoy the worship and the, the fellowship of God's people. But as you mature and as you grow in your faith, it's, it's a delight to realize, hey, I don't have to just sit here and be at the top. I can work my way down. I can work my way down to where I'm serving a few people here or there. And, and now I'm I'm working my way down. I'm showing up early and I'm stacking some chairs and I'm serving some more people. Or I'm working in the children's ministry. I'm serving those guys. And I'm I'm working my way down until I can find myself at the place where I'm serving everybody in some way. And that's who he says is greatest in the kingdom of God. It's those who serve all. It's the upside down triangle. You're know, you working your way to the bottom. And that's what the kingdom of God is like. That's what Jesus did. He served all. He gave us a great example when he took a towel, took off his outer garment and wrapped a towel around himself and got a basin and went to his disciples and began to wash their feet. The lowest servant in the house did that job. And Jesus did that for his disciples, washed their feet, humbled himself, became completely, put himself all the way to the bottom so that he could serve those disciples and to show them an example of, of humility. You know, m- my dad one year, is it's kind of funny because, you know, Chuck really modeled this. Chuck Smith and, and the other Calvary pastors have always modeled this really well. But my dad was a pastor for a while. He'd been asked, you know, he was an evangelist before that. He'd been asked to pastor at a church for a little while in the interim. And and during the, those years, I'd been pastoring for a few years already. And so during those years, they they had a Calvary Chapel Pastors Conference that was coming up. And I was like, you know, wow, I, I want to go to that. And, I, and it was open to anybody. I called him and said, hey, my dad's a, a pastor at a denomination. Is it okay if he comes? They're like, yeah, yeah let him come. So he came with me. Now, he'd been to a lot of conferences in his denomination. He'd seen what goes on there. And he said, you know, every year, you know, they'd have, you know, high power speakers or somebody who was important in the denomination speak, and, you know, and and everybody's out there. And then then that person would, would come off the platform, they'd get into a golf cart, and they'd zip them off to somewhere else, right? And they'd stay in some luxury accommodation or whatever. But when he came to the Calvary Chapel Pastors Conference, you know, some old guy sitting on the corner there in the front, and he came and sit, we sat down, and my dad's sitting next to this guy. And, um they said, we'd like to have Pastor Chuck come up and share. And, and the guy sitting next to my dad was Pastor Chuck. He gets up and he begins to share, and then he goes and sits back down next to my dad. And then we go to the lunchroom, and, and we sit at Chuck Smith's table, and we talk to him, and it's like, he's not more important than anybody else. Everybody's just the same. And it was the same with all the other speakers there. And he was so impressed by it. I mean, to me, it didn't mean anything, really. I mean, I just thought, well, shouldn't it be that way? But my dad called my stepmom and he says, Honey, this is the way it's supposed to be. <laughs> you know, it was, it was so shocking to him because he saw such the opposite model. And you know, that's not the way that it's supposed to be within the kingdom of God. Luke chapter 9, verse 47, it says, And Jesus perceived the thought of their heart, took a little child and set him by him, and said to them, Whoever receives this little child in my name receives me, and whoever receives me receives him who sent me, for he who is the least among you will be great. Mark tells us that he took this little child up in his arms, and this word for child is an infant to a toddler. It's basically up until the child's been weaned is what this word is referring to. Just a small child, a child that has no ability to care for itself and there is something there there is a a blessing in ministering to people who have no way to pay you or repay you for what you've done for them to minister to people who are helpless or vulnerable or unable to return the favor and there are people who do this and recognize that those people that they're ministering to who are helpless are the ones who God deems as great or as important in the kingdom of heaven. You know, I, I've said this before, and, and I, I think people think I'm, I'm not being completely serious when I say it, but I know it's true, and that is what I do in here is not nearly as important as what happens in the building over there where the kids are. And and Pastor Will, we hired him because he has a great heart, and he goes over there and serves those kids, and he tries to recruit you. And if he does try to recruit you and say, hey, come work with kids and say, okay, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. At least try it out. Because we want our best people over there, the best people to serve those kids. Because what happens over there is Jesus sees as more important than what happens in here. Because the kids are where it's at. You know, and, and if you don't think that that's true, you know, I, I had a really amazing experience. I mean, eye-opening experience, let's call it that, an eye-opening experience in, in regards to this one time. is was when we first came here, and my wife and I were living in the Joy Building right there. And the, there was something wrong with the flu. They had to put a new, basically a new thing on there or whatever. And so I called out a, a guy, HVAC guy, and he came out, and he's working on it. And I said, <laughs> I said, so you go to church anywhere? And he's like, oh yeah, we go to this church over here, well-known chur- church, you would all know what church it is. And I said, oh really, how do you like it? And he says, oh, we hate it. And I was like, oh really, why? And he says, "Why?" I said, why do you go there? And he said, well, you know, we started going there, I, I think he said like 10 years ago or 15 years ago, it was a long time. And he said, and we did not like it immediately, but we came to get our kids and our kids loved it. And so we're gonna go there for another two years until our youngest graduates the high school program and then we're out of there. And I thought, wow. So the reality is, and I think that this is true too, you know, somebody could come in here, they could love the worship. They could say, Ma Amy and 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 or Jeremy or or of course Jennifer playing the flute. Oh, love the worship there. Man, it's so good. And I've had a lot of people tell me that. I go there because I love the worship get that or or they could think that I'm super funny and then I'm like entertaining or that I'm I'm engaging with God's word hopefully I am and they could love that they go to get their kids and their kids like we hated it they'll never be back no matter how much they loved coming in here but if they come in here they think my jokes are corny that Mike's you know kind of lame I fell asleep in the service I'm not into the the modern worship. Everybody's standing. I wanna, I'd want to. i rather have hymns. And then they go and they get their kids and their kids are like, that was amazing. They'll be back for the next 10 years. That's just the reality because people care more about their kids than they do about themselves. And, and that's good. And I think that's that's why it should be. But that's why we as a church want to have the best loved, best fed kids in all of Emmett.
0: Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there.